0: Pursue education, leadership, and beyond, surviving and thriving. My name is Andrew Murata, host of the program, and it is show number 133. So pumped to be with you today. So happy to be on with you. Uh, I love doing this podcast. I love meeting great educators. I love sharing with you. Uh, So it's great. I'm really happy to be a member of the Education Podcast Network. If you like this show, You're an educator, you're a school leader. Uh, Check out all the great programming. Chris Nessie, my man, uh, is doing great work there, Education Podcast Network. Also happy to be part of Voice Ed Radio Canada, my friend Stephen Hurley. So we are going from uh, Pennsylvania today to uh, Minnesota, uh, to Canada as well. So my friend Stephen Hurley and Voice Ed Radio Canada, so happy to be part of those programs. Also so happy to develop my relationship with these Cookies, right? You're only getting half, but they're so good, you only need half. Uh, used uh, discount code MARADA15 for a uh, 15% discount. Uh, these cookies are fantastic. My friend David Meffi uh, was a school educator, was a school leader, and uh, actually stepped away from schools because his company was doing so well. So um, I appreciate them sponsoring the program. If you need to send something, you need to order cookies, right? Check out Habsie's Cookies. He vacuum seals them. Uh, they're made in their uh, custom kitchen in their home, and they're shipped out to you vacuum sealed. Uh, they're fantastic. So thank you to Habsie's Cookies for sponsoring the program. Let's get started. Show number 133. And again, You never know the power of a single experience, right? You never know who you're going to meet. You never know who you're going to talk to. I was fortunate enough to uh, be invited to speak uh, to the Minnesota um, Principals Association. And it was virtual, right? And I had two sessions, and uh, they were well attended, and they were a great group of school leaders. And I met Mike Carr. We're going to talk to Mike here in a minute. Mike is a lifelong educator. Mike is a lifelong coach. I think I got stories. I know Mike's going to have a million stories from coaching and uh, uh, refereeing and being a school leader, 12 grandkids. He's got 12. Holy cow. Uh, so we're going to meet Mike Carr uh, from Minnesota there, the St. Cloud area, and uh, talk to Mike. He's a, a principal at Monticello High School, and I appreciate him being our guest today. So to kick us off for my opening segment, I wanted to talk a little bit about My life as an official, Mike is a a, a former official, still officiating, and uh, just the comparisons, right, to the job as a school principal, as a school assistant principal, and the life of a referee, right? So you might be saying, hey, they're totally different jobs and this and that. They're actually not. So think about these comparisons, and I'm going to ask Mike his opinion. Number one, you're in the public spotlight. Everyone sees you. You're the building principal. Everyone sees you. The referee, you're on the court. They see you. You're on the field. They see you. You're in the public spotlight. No matter what decision you make, number two, no matter what decision you make, there are going to be people that are not happy, even if you're right. Right? This isn't a game about being right or wrong. Certainly in officiating, you want to be right. In education, you want to do great things for kids, Right? not be right or wrong. But even when you make the right decision in education, there's going to be people that aren't happy. Certainly in officiating, there's not. And you got to get used to that, right? You're not going to please everyone. Number three, you got to make quick decisions. You got to make snap decisions sometimes uh, and be able to make those decisions. Number four, you have to know the rules. As an official, you got to know the rules. As a school educator, You've got to know the rules, right? The teacher contract, uh, uh, student responsibilities. This happens to a student. You better make sure you do A, B, and C. You've got to know the rules. Number uh, five, and this might be the most important, right? I heard my friend Roger Ayers on a podcast. He's a Final Four college basketball official talk you know, about being the official that everyone wants to work with. you got to know how to talk to people. You got to know how to talk to people as a school leader, as an official, uh, as a parent, as an educator, right? No one ever walked away going, that guy was a great teacher or that girl was a great teacher, but man, was she a jerk, right? They not, no one's ever saying that. You got to know how to talk to people. And I've been so fortunate to have a number of mentors in my life. Mike does that for so many people now. Uh, and I want to talk to him a little bit about his mentors uh, who helped shape him. And number six. Looked the part, right? Someone told me as an official, half the battle, half the trust earned from the crowd and the coaches is when you walk out on the court looking the part. Well, that's school, right? Mike mentioned my book earlier. We we're going to talk about it and I wrote it here. Dress to the nines. Look the part. Wear the school stuff. Make sure your stuff is neat looking and clean looking and you're groomed and you look the part. You walk tall. Your shoulders are back. All that stuff. Shows about confidence and shows about, uh, you know, your professionalism of the job. My mom is watching in Staten Island. Hey, mom, I think you're going to like today's guest. Uh, He seems right up our alley. Might have to bring the families together at one point. Let's bring Mike Carr in. I'm going to get him here, Mike. Uh, I got to unmute you so we can talk to you. There we go, everyone. Mike Carr, welcome to Education, Leadership, and Beyond. Mike, how are you?
1: Oh, I'm doing wonderful. I'm happy to be on board. I appreciate the invitation, and uh, I was so excited hearing your talk uh, when you spoke to the principals in Minnesota. And now, to uh, what an honor to be on the, on the podcast
0: with you today! So cool. And all your handlers, all your people, got you set up there in the office. Yeah. They got. Boy, you. Uh, I,
1: I tell you, I needed everybody. We have a great group of secretaries and uh, people who are a little more adept at the technical aspect to uh, to help me get all set up. Uh, uh, my wife, uh, who's who's normally on Facebook, I'm not, so I had to do a Facebook account and get on uh, Facebook, and uh, and uh, that that was something, and I was uh, worried I wasn't going to get on the show, but uh, boy, here I am, all the people that look after me, uh, and uh, without, getting, without getting paid a nickel for it, uh, they <laughs> all helped me a, a great deal, so a big shout out to them. Maybe maybe we'll get them some of those heads,
0: these cookies. There, there you go. They will definitely be a candidate for some of those. Tell me a little bit about what you thought about the opening <clears throat> segment, about the comparisons of those two jobs.
1: Well, there's there's no question. Uh, and one of the, the other things uh, that uh, you could add to that would be uh, uh, you have to be the calmest one about out there when people all around you are losing their wits you need to be the calmest one out there. And that was one of the biggest pieces of advice I got when I uh, got into the profession. And I use that a lot of times, you know, things are going crazy around you. Uh, you have to remain calm and, and uh, provide that leadership out there and that guidance for uh, whether it be uh, uh, college basketball players or football players or high school students, uh, you know, something a fight breaks out or, or something's going wrong in the school. You need to be uh, uh to stay calm and and take care of the situation you don't want to make it any worse than it already is and uh, but I thought all of your comparisons were spot on. Uh, you, you have to be uh, the man out there knowing the rules. You have to uh, – uh, and you have to be able to apply the rules. You, you know, there, there's a lot of gray in there, just like there is in basketball or football. It's not just black and white. There, there's a lot of gray that you have to read through. And I think that's uh, – uh, the good officials and the good good principals are able to uh, – uh, to kind of read the whole situation, uh, did it really make a difference in the, in, the, in the play or in the, you know, and uh, does it really make a difference if that kid, uh, uh, you know, has to be suspended or can he just talk to him? Does he understand, uh, you know, like with, when you do a discipline thing, you you want to make sure that the discipline keeps the event from happening again. Did that student get the message? You know, maybe we, we work with him a different way and uh, and just uh, make sure he doesn't
0: do it again. So, Absolutely. And, guys, if you're just joining us or our audience, this is Mike Carr, uh, principal at Monticello High School in Minnesota. Uh, that's about 30 miles northwest of Minneapolis. Uh, Mike, my mom's watching. She's my biggest fan, and one of your biggest fans is watching. Jill, your daughter yeah. and uh, – uh, if you are watching live, please leave us a comment or a question. Uh, and, Mike, tell, tell our listening audience, right? You're the principal of Monticello. Tell, you know, about your school and the culture of your school and the culture of, of the work environment you're in.
1: Well, we have uh, about 1,300 kids, uh, grades 9 through 12. And uh, like I say, we're uh, uh, right between Minneapolis and uh, a, a town about 60 miles northwest called uh, St. Cloud. That's a, a major uh, area in, in Minnesota as well. And uh, we're right in the middle of those uh, those two cities. And uh, we feel we have the best of both worlds. We're, uh, we're, we're a great size. We have... Uh, Great staff here, great uh, secretaries, great custodians who take a great deal of pride in in our building, uh, great teaching staff to work with, and we have great kids and, and a great community who really supports the community uh, very well and I, I just feel uh, uh, so fortunate to to be in a in a school like this that uh, that has the support and the the great people involved. Uh, uh, an example of that. Our, our administrative team from the top on down is, uh, uh, just a great group to work with. And we take our own personal vacation in the past few summers. We've done this to, to, uh, go with just our principals and, uh, hang out. We'll go to different areas in, uh, in Minnesota. We've gone into the boundary waters canoe area. We've gone up to the North Shore, uh, uh, different places to hang out. We have such a great group of administrators that we, we choose to take our own vacation time to, to hang out together sometimes, and we, we just have a ball. So uh, it's, it's just a, a great place to be. We feel we have a great culture here. Uh, we are, our kids are great, and
0: uh, um, it's, it's a fun place to be. That sounds like, uh, you know, people that you want to be around that are investing uh, with each other and in their profession – uh, Mike you're a you're a husband you're a father you're a grandfather you're a coach you're an official you're a school leader you know you're doing a lot of things right here tell me about your leadership style well
1: I, I like to say that uh, I lead how I would like to be led uh, I think back to some of the great principles that I worked with and I uh, uh, and principles I had when I was a student uh, how what did I feel like boy when the principal said hello to me when I was a student, I thought that was the neatest thing when when he knew your name that was a big deal so I try to get to know uh, uh, kids' names and spend as uh, you know as, I I like to hear their stories. I like to talk to them, uh, sit down with them at lunch or or, or talk to them or see them uh, at their games maybe before uh, 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 if there's a varsity game and a junior varsity game, I might talk to the kids who aren't playing at the time, uh, you know, tell me your story. Let me hear your story. So uh, I I just uh, like to to do things like that. I like to hear the story of our staff. One of the the funnest things that I do on our – uh, maybe our last workshop day, I just walk around the building, and I just stop in and ask teachers how How are you doing? How How are you feeling after the year? What What do you got planned for the summer? What, uh, what What's going on in your life? What you know? I just try to, uh, and and really, just be a good listener. I, I think that's uh, that sometimes uh, people appreciate uh, uh, somebody when they they listen to them and uh, uh, just. Uh, you know, you got two ears and one mouth should do twice as much
0: listening, right? So I always believe that. That's great advice. And I I know you have a lot of good people around you that appreciate you. Mike, another thing that got my attention, right? You've been doing this a long time. This ain't your first rodeo, assistant principal for a number of years, 14 years at another school, uh, four at at the school you were at. um, And we'll get to that a little bit. But you're still going to the principals' conference to learn, and you and we met on that virtual conference. So here's somebody that's been a lifelong educator that's still learning. Tell me, tell me about your mindset about still wanting to learn at at, at your age. Well, I may not be the
1: smartest person, but I'm smart enough to know that I don't know everything, and uh, uh, I. I I love going. We have a great group of uh, principals here in Minnesota. Uh, they they run a great uh, summer conference at Breezy Point. You know, we're hoping to get you out there sometime when we when we aren't virtual anymore. But let's uh, do it. Let's do it. Um, yeah, uh, you know, Dave Adney, our our uh, principals uh, executive director, uh, he does a great job. He'll he'll stop in uh, in our school, just pop in sometimes just to see how we're doing, things like that. Uh, we, we just have a great group. We have a lot of fun, uh, up there, but, uh, we, we like, uh, we have great speakers and, and, uh, you know, this year, uh, having to tune into, uh, to your session, I just enjoyed your style and, and how you were, uh, uh, talking and then, uh, ended up, uh, uh, getting, getting your book and things like that, and reading that, and uh, boy, I just, uh, uh, you know, to hear your officiating stories and things like that—that that, that, uh, that really—I I thought we might be able to click a little bit, and uh, it's it's been enjoyable uh, talking to you, getting this all set up and things like that.
0: Absolutely, beers on me when we come out to Breezy Point. But it is an inspiration, uh, Mike. Really to know that you still maintain a positive attitude and you still want to learn for somebody, right, who's been doing it so long. Um, Again, I mentioned 18 years as an assistant principal. What would you say to all the teachers that are now beginning that first year as an assistant principal or someone who's maybe thinking about it? what, What advice would you learn after doing that job for so long? Well, uh, first
1: of all, I, I certainly would encourage them to, uh, to look into it and get involved in it in some way, shape, or form. And uh, I always tell people who are interested to uh, see if you can do something, uh, perhaps at the district level. Broaden the horizon a little bit. Don't just, uh, uh, you know, be in, be uh, at one school. Try to try to go to an elementary school. Maybe do something there, or uh, arrange, a, you know, a special day at the school, or, or uh, just. But to get involved in something, uh, I think is a good way to see if you really want to be in a, in administration. Um, and uh, but I would encourage them to go through it. I had people that uh, that encouraged me to go through it. I was fortunate to uh, uh, to kind of get a break. Uh, I actually went to a school as a math teacher, and they ended up hiring me to do some curriculum and and uh, start as a dean of students and become an assistant principal. And uh, so I, I I had some uh, uh, some good experiences doing other things in in a, a type of administrative role. Yeah.
0: And Mike, you spent fourteen years at Sartell uh, school there, and what made you switch? What made you switch to monticello?
1: Well, I just had a
0: chance to uh to kind of
1: move on and and try something else and I knew uh uh probably have a shot at the uh, the principal role and things like that uh The principal was uh well, similar in age to me, so I knew he, he. He had told me he wasn't planning on being there too much longer, and yeah. and uh, we had so much fun together that he actually stayed on a few years past past his time. And <laughs> uh, uh, you know, uh, during my time as a as an assistant principal, I thought I was I was pretty good. You know, my uh, my role is to try to make a principal look good and things like that, and and uh, I, I uh, worked hard to do that, and. Uh, <clears throat> Boy, when I hired my first hire as a, as a principal, uh, his name is John Reeves, fantastic uh, assistant principal. And he has now moved on uh, down the road to a bigger school, and has actually uh, become the principal there. He was just named wow. the principal. Wow! Uh, so uh, you know, I thought I was okay as an assistant. Boy, he he blew me way. Uh, <laughs> he just blew me way out of the tub. And now I've hired uh, a, a, another assistant principal. Her name is uh, Lori Hanson. She had been a dean of students at the middle school. She's come on board uh, uh, on July first, and and uh, now she's. Uh, doing great things already for us. We've had a lot of planning, as you know, uh, trying to plan for this upcoming school year uh, is uh, certainly very difficult, but uh, she's been uh, a great asset already. Uh, and uh, uh, so I look forward to uh, to getting to, you know, get, get in the fires uh, together once the school year starts.
0: Soon, soon enough. And again, there's a number of people watching live here. Please leave us a comment or a question. I know Mike has touched a lot of people in his lifetime and has some family and friends watching. So please leave us a comment uh, or a question. Mike, you've mentored so many now, been doing this so long. uh, But one of your mentors uh, has done pretty well. And I don't want to mispronounce his last name. Is it Mike Spanier? Spanier. Spanier. Um, You know, was was a school administrator, but it was also an NFL official. Why don't you tell me a little bit about what Mike has meant to you and your role as a school administrator and and some of the things you learned from him?
1: Well, uh, Mike was one of the guys who got me into officiating and, uh, uh he along with John Leiser took me under their wings and uh uh you have to have some good mentors in officiating and and to keep you excited in it and things like that and have people that'll help you and people that uh are, are upper echelon officials around here that uh are willing to to take some time with uh younger officials and and uh keep them going and uh uh Mike and and John were friends of mine uh, John Leaser, the other one was actually a high school teacher of mine and, and Mike taught at the school and actually was a, a coach of mine. So he uh, uh, he kept uh, 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 mentoring me and he went on the official in the NFL big did Big Ten and uh, NFL for over 20 years. And uh, um was shared his experience. So, so well, Uh, he he took us along to some games sometimes uh, things like that and would, would give us all the information, all the, all the uh, position information they got in the NFL. And I would share that with us, uh, you know, back in, back in our area and, and uh, uh, really made officiating better. He's now working for the high school league here in, in Minnesota helping officials. So, with that. So, uh, he's, he's been very good about sharing that experience and we all have benefited from his, uh, his years as in, in the NFL. So he was very good about sharing it. And he really got me going as, uh, encouraged me to go into the principalship as well and things like that. And, and we worked together. He was a middle school principal in Sartell when I was assistant principal at the high school. So we, uh, you know, kind of reconnected there and things like that. And, uh, uh so it's important to have people like that helping you out and and uh, he has some some great experiences great stories and things like that
0: yeah and you love to hear that right someone who has been successful whether it's a school administrator like yourself or or this gentleman mike uh you know to give back to people because it it helps, right? When there's when there's strong leadership, it creates a good school. When there's a strong official on the game, it's going to make the game better for everyone. Because people, even though they don't think so, they want the game called to be called correctly. They want school to run smoothly, right? And it and it so, helps. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's great. It's great to hear that uh, you've had those people that have that have helped you, and uh, you know you're doing that now in, in your role. Um, Mike, what's been something that's been a challenge for you? Right. You seem to be so easygoing. You seem to know how to talk to people. Right. About the rules. And, and but what's something that's been a challenge for you?
1: Well, uh, I think the worst part of the principalship is uh, when you have to cut staff. Mm-hmm. uh, you know, faced with budget cuts, things like that, uh, sitting down across from them, uh, there's no easy way to tell them, uh, that, uh, your, your position is being cut due to budget cuts. Uh, that, that to me, uh, I, I don't think I, I could ever get used to that no matter how many years I, I would do that. Uh, that, that is tough. You're dealing with people's livelihoods and, uh, uh, you know, you're affecting their families and, and things like that. And that, that's just, uh, uh, a tough thing to do. Um, that's, that's the biggest challenge. I think that you face as an administrator, um, you know, a lot of other situations you can work with and, uh, some of the other challenges of course is when you, uh, uh, when you lose a student or, you know, a student dies, be it an accident or, uh, uh, takes their own lives or things like that. We've all, we've been through some tough situations with that. Uh, yeah. you, you don't, uh, you don't get used to those things either. And, uh, uh, you know you're so dependent on uh, on the staff around you at that time, uh, helping each other out. And uh, I I think that our staff here is very good at that, helping each other through uh, uh, through crises and things like that. Uh, um, uh, we're fortunate to have a, a staff that really cares for each other and and helps each other out when we when we go through some of those situations.
0: Mike, with so much crisis around us, right in your state. Unfortunately, just went, you know, uh, Minneapolis, right, with the uh, the police and the death, uh, you know, that happened there. How, how did you, you know, get through the stress of that yourself? What were some things that you did or still do to, to de-stress when you've had to let a teacher go or when you've left a student funeral? What are some things that you did to take care of yourself to, to be able to keep going? Well, I, I think you, you draw on the relationships you've built up over time.
1: You have people around you that you know uh, uh, will help you through. Maybe they've been through similar situations like that. Uh, uh, it's important to have a, a supporting wife and family, number one. Uh, that they, They're your, uh, your real go-to people. And uh, but it's important to have people around you uh, at work that, you know, you can uh, confide in and share with. And uh, sometimes maybe uh, uh, you're the one picking them up, but sometimes they're the ones picking you up, too. And, and uh, so I, I think it's important to have that, uh, that good support system in place. Uh, uh, your, your friends and family, uh, certainly you draw from them at those times. And uh, uh, that's just uh, uh, Such an important factor in life to have those good relationships around you that uh, uh, can help you through times like that.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned your wife uh, Sue. You know, we're going to get to your family here in a moment. How did you balance all of this, Mike? You, you're, you're a school leader. You were a teacher, uh, officiating and coaching, right? I, I think I'm a busy guy, but like, you've had a lifetime of of events and things like. How did you and your wife work out the schedule and, and the balance of it all? Well, may, maybe you should ask her. I don't
1: know. <laughs> it was uh, probably smoother on my end than on her end. I, uh, uh, I'll just share a quick story with you about one of her low moments in, in her life. Uh, we had three children at home and, you know, very small. And I was out uh, officiating one night and, uh um, my son was bathing our oldest and youngest son uh, our our youngest was a, a baby at the time and, and uh, our oldest was uh, about 6 or 7 years old or whatever and and uh um they, they were she was bathing them and uh the youngest son uh pooped in the tub okay so and uh my oldest son was of, had a and a, a weak <laughs> stomach, and he's he stood up and didn't know what to do. And my wife just reached in and grabbed the poop, throws it in the toilet, and uh, my oldest son started throwing up because he was, he was getting so sick, and he threw up all over the wall. And and uh, and she's hollering for my daughter, and, uh, uh, and my daughter walks in the room. My daughter's in, in between those two, and she just looks around and says. Oh, gross, you know, and uh, uh, so she was, you know, up to her hands and, uh, you know, and when I came home that night, I think I walked in the door and she threw a pillow at me. Why weren't you there today? She said, that's a low moment in her parenting uh, career, but uh, it was... uh, Uh, So there's a lot of moments like that that I I missed and, uh, you know, may may have had a tough game out there, but it wasn't anything like she was going through at home. So uh, it's important
0: to have that that support system at home. Well, God bless your wife. And you're lucky you only got a pillow thrown at you. Remember, dude, that's not a low point. That is a a high point because she is a professional parent to be able to manage that. So uh, kudos uh, to Mrs. Carr. That's a great story. I see your kids laughing. (laughs) Yeah, proud moments, that's right. Um Mike, again, you have a lifetime of stories, a lifetime of coaching. Um what would you give some advice to a newer administrator, uh, you know, get, you know, they're they starting how many people, right? You you have a brand new AP right now, right? Is start yep. July? Yep. So tell me some of the some of the you know tidbits or pieces of wisdom that you're passing on to this young lady. Well, uh, I say number 1, you be a good listener.
1: Uh, again, I, I think that's important in any profession. Uh, is just listen to uh, to the things going on around you, and then uh, um, be a good teammate. You know, be a good good teammate to to others and and uh, uh, support others. Like I say, we have a great team here at school, uh, and uh, we, we draw on that and build those positive relationships with uh, as many a, a people as you can, and and uh, uh, listen. And uh, and work to uh, to earn their earn their trust and, and respect and I think uh, uh, listening is a is a great way to do it to build those relationships. So.
0: Yeah, home run and and if you're watching right, notice Mike didn't say anything about teaching techniques or uh, best strategies. Right, these are people connections. These are things to to build relationships. Uh, with people right and even in the world of officiating and Mike knows this right it's never it's never that you got the call wrong or that you missed a play it's the things you say to people the way you treated them uh, those are the things that get officials in trouble uh, not the missed calls right and then uh, you know it's all about the relationship so it's great to hear you say that um, Mike, being a coach, again, you coached at your, the university uh, that you went to, not St. John's in Queens, which is the right. same thing that I know. St. We're John's Mike, in Collegeville, Minnesota, yeah. 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 Um, and, and you've officiated. Which, which would you say is closer to being a, a, a school leader? Well, there's certainly leadership skills in, involved in both, and
1: uh, there's there's some crossover. Uh, you, you know, when you're trying to uh, get a message across to a kid uh, – uh, I think learning how to talk to them, listen to them and uh, uh, but, but just talk to them and get their stories, hear hear their side of the story. Uh, as as a coach, you want to listen to them. One thing I tried to do when, when I coached, like when we were taking batting practice or whatever it might have been, uh, just walk around and talk to each player individually a little bit. I love those kind of moments uh that you can talk and share and i i'd bring my glove out in the outfield with me and you know shag a few balls and 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 be talking to them and and things like that and i like to do that here during lunch just like to walk around and talk to talk to students uh kind of informally like that i think that's a a great time to bond with them so coaching i think is a lot a lot like that you're 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 teaching and coaching uh uh, officiating is probably a little more like uh administrating because of all the things you mentioned at the top of the show but just that uh uh you know you uh you need to be calm through the storm and uh that, that's probably one of the, the the biggest things but uh uh you know and and you're not going to please everybody with your decisions you said that at the top of the show uh, no matter if you're right or not, you're not going to please everybody. And uh, I thought that really nailed it when, when you said that uh, right at the beginning because uh, you uh, you can't please everybody, and uh, that, that should never be a goal of yours to try to please everybody because it's not going to get done no matter. Uh, you could be as wise as Solomon or w- whatever, and you're still going to make the wrong decision for some people.
0: Yeah. And that takes some time getting used to, right? We're, we were officials, so we were a little hardened beforehand. But as a new administrator, man, you're like, what? Why are these people yelling at me? <laughs> Mike, uh, again, we're going to get to rapid fire here. This has been a, a joy to speak to you. And uh, uh, certainly I want to stay connected with you. But is there anything else you wanted to share, right? There's a lot of family and friends watching. Uh, this has gone out to the Minnesota leaders and, and around the country Anything else you want to share with what's going on uh, with this crisis of the COVID, or even about again what happened, the tragedy that happened uh, in Minneapolis uh, regarding the shooting of you know Floyd and, and what happened there? Anything you want to share? Well,
1: uh, we're anxious to get back with our kids to to discuss that. We really haven't had a chance. If you know, last we were out last spring because of COVID, we didn't get to talk to kids in person. We saw a few of them. Uh, but uh, it, it, uh, it, I really want to use that to help our kids uh, be a little more tolerant of people. And, and uh, uh, let, let's, let's be kind. It doesn't cost anything to be kind to people. And that's what we really want to stress coming back this year, to be accepting and kind and, uh, you know, being different is not deficient. And uh, uh, it's it's uh, we should embrace our differences rather than to, to cause them as a uh, to have them as a cause for uh, dissension between people. Uh, let's uh, let's embrace the differences and learn from each other. Hear, hear their story. Sit down and hear their story, and uh, I think you'll change your mind about uh, uh, you know how you might feel towards that person.
0: Yeah, I uh, I like to listen to books. I'm always on the move. Is my son. Uh, I, I listened to Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell, and it was really about bringing people together and getting an understanding, like what you said, but it uh, doesn't cost anything to be kind. So well said, Mike. Let's get to it, Mike. Are you ready for rapid fire? Ready. All right, here we go. Last book you read. Hey, you go. Oh. All right. Beautiful.
1: Well, uh, I read that one, and, and one I, I, I uh, just finished reading was uh, – uh, Finding Dorothy. Uh, it's a book about uh, uh, Frank Baum's wife who wrote The Wizard of Oz. Mm. And uh, uh, just uh, her perspective as how they went through and how the story came about to be. And then uh, after Frank passed away and when they were creating the movie, she actually went on set and uh, talked to Judy Garland and some of the characters in the show. It's, a, it's really kind of an interesting historical fiction uh, you know, it's all based on, on real history, but it's through her eyes, and it was very interesting. Uh, story. I'm a big fan of The Wizard of Oz. Uh, uh I kind of like some of those older movies, and uh, uh, my daughter's actually reading it now. I just uh, finished it and gave it to her to read, and it was uh, it was very interesting. So,
0: that's great. Maybe uh, I'll do that. My mom's name is Dorothy, and my, my oldest is middle name, so that's that's beautiful. Uh, last movie you saw. Well, I like the old movies
1: and uh, I'm kind of a rerun type guy. um, I I like uh, uh, the Green Mile is one of my favorite. Uh, yeah. Shawshank Redemption I watch that every time it comes on. Godfather Field of Dreams I love the old movies. I haven't been to a lot of new movies lately. I, I just uh, I wait for them until they're oldies and then I watch them. So I, I have a lot of experience and plus I'm a big Seinfeld fan too. That's uh, I I love Seinfeld. I I I uh, tell people there's a any situation in life. I can come up with a <laughs> line that will
0: apply. So, yeah. it is great. I, I was the guy. I was, that was must-see TV back then, wasn't yeah. it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm a big Seinfeld fan, too, and... Yeah, he's a real New Yorker. Do you like uh, uh, comedians in cars getting coffee? I'm sure yep. you do. Yep. I, I
1: like all of that. Uh, and I'm, I liked uh, Larry David's show, uh, you know, Curb Your Enthusiasm. That uh, that was a great show uh, uh, as well. So, uh, uh, but yeah, I'm a big Seinfeld guy. My, my uh, oldest son, he he knows the lines as as well, or probably better than me too, because we we'll throw those out. I have a college buddy out in uh, Massachusetts uh, who was a school teacher out there, and and uh, we would watch Seinfeld when it was on uh, uh, TBS on cable. We'd be watch the same show together, and we'd have to give out the next line before they said it. You know, and we had a contest, and our wives would walk by the room and just shake their hand. You know, and stuff. And we are we are laughing over these. So we've had a lot of fun with. Uh, with uh, Seinfeld over the I years, and it. like I say, I, I can uh, I'll pull out a line uh, almost any time. So <laughs> I choose not to run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Your favorite place to travel? Oh, it would be the North Shore of Minnesota on Lake Superior. Mm. Uh, we love going up to Duluth. Uh, it's just uh, uh, in the summer it's cooler, in the winter it's uh, it's usually warmer. Uh, along the lake there, and uh, it's it's great any time of the year. We've been up there uh, every month uh, of of the year, haven't gone for a while, and, and we miss seeing uh, that's our big water. We're not close to the ocean or anything, but uh, Superior is pretty darn close. That's us uh,
0: yeah.
1: call that uh, inland sea. There you go. Uh, something that motivates you. Uh, I think that, uh, spending time with my family and my 12 grandchildren, I, I, kind of live, live for that and spending time with them, uh, uh, wherever that may be. That was kind of one of the reasons I, I, got out of officiating was, uh, uh, there were a few days where, uh, I would wished I was somewhere else. And when, when you're on the field or on the court, you shouldn't be doing that. And that's when I knew it was time to get out uh that uh I, I need to uh to, to have more time to uh spend with uh with children and grandchildren and my wife and, and uh so those that's that's kind of uh what
0: uh what I knew how to get out. Yeah, I, I understand one hundred percent. I'm gonna put you on the spot now, Mike. This is a high pressure question. Let's go in order. Oldest to youngest. Let's go twelve grandkids, oldest to youngest. Are you ready? Okay,
1: we got. Uh, well, Nathan. Nathan is my oldest. Uh, Lucy, Maddie, Annie. Well, I I, I forgot. I uh, Andrew is the oldest. Uh, my I, uh, my daughter has a blended family, so I'm, <laughs> I'm wrong already. Uh, <laughs> Andrew would be the oldest, then Nathan, uh, or then Luke, then Nathan. Okay. And I got, I got to fit them. You're, you're messing me up here. But, uh, I can name them all, but uh, I, I probably have a picture over there that I could grab and 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 name them all off. But uh, your family's um, gonna, your family's gonna save you. They'll put them in the comments. Yeah, yeah. Put them, put them down so I
0: can read them in the, <laughs> in, the in the comments. So uh, anyway, I, I'll rescue you. I about, wonderful how, grandchildren. So. How about something that gets under your skin? What's a pet peeve of yours? Uh, selfish and ungrateful people. Uh, mm.
1: I, I, I just, uh, I, I have no time for them. Uh, people who uh, are are so into themselves and they demean others and things like that. The, the, those kind of people, uh, I, I just, I don't see that that makes anybody's life better when, when you're selfish and ungrateful. I, I think gratitude is one of the the biggest traits positive traits that you can have uh, be thankful for what you have and i think your life is going to fall into place i really do so
0: amen brother growing up and living in minnesota is fill in the blank little slice of heaven <laughs> Is that your
1: saying or is that a Minnesota saying? Well, that's, that's kind of my saying. I really, <laughs> I enjoy Minnesota. I I, uh, I like our, our change of seasons. You probably get uh, a little bit of that out in New York as well. But uh, uh, I I like the winter. I don't like the 50 below windshields, but I, I don't mind our winters um, and uh, our summer uh, when it's not. Not humid is good. We've had some beautiful weather here these past uh, couple weeks. We had a pretty hot July, but uh, uh, early July anyway. And and uh, now it's been been pretty pleasant. So,
0: best pro team in Minnesota. Well, I'm a big
1: Twins fan. Uh, I I don't know if they won today. I had uh, uh, they were winning against the Pirates. Uh, oh, the Pirates came back and beat them. So the Twins are now ten and three. So uh, I that uh, was on this. They were out in Pittsburgh this afternoon. They had won three of the first three games against the Pirates, and now they uh, they lost this one. So Twins, Twins are my uh, fam. I love uh, I love baseball, and uh, I love our, our Twins made the playoffs and lost to the Yankees last year in three games. But uh, you know it was uh, uh, a lot of teams that lost to the Yankees. So
0: <laughs> your favorite Twin of all time. Oh, boy, I
1: uh, uh, I think the, one of my favorites would have been uh, Rod Carew. Uh, I loved watching him hit. Uh, um, you know, Tony Oliva, Harmon Killebrew, some of those guys back in the day uh, were, were some of my favorites. So, um, yeah. Worst call you ever made? Well, I think you'd have a long line of coaches would, would – Tell you it's a lot more than I think it is, but uh, I've never missed one in my heart. I'll tell you that. So uh, um, I, I, I really, uh, uh, I, I saw that question. and It was uh, interesting uh, that uh, um, I, I just I, I can't really think of one. I, I really can't. I, I know some coaches would tell me I, uh, I don't have a very good memory because uh, they know I missed some, some big time. But,
0: and that's hey, that's a positive trait because you got to have a short memory in this that's business right. because right. you got to get on to the next play. You got to get on to the next uh, thing in school. So you that's right. that's good. How about a how about a line that you gave a coach? You know, one of your best lines. Well, uh,
1: was, I actually gave it to some of the assistants. We were it was a game where uh, both coaches uh, it was a, a pretty intense rivalry between uh, uh, two of our schools up here and and. Uh, uh, every time up and down the court they, you know, s- something wasn't right. Something wasn't right. And and there was a timeout and I was standing over by some of the assistant coaches and they said, how, how do you take that every time? How do you listen to that on both ends of the floor? You have to listen to it. And I said, after a while, it just becomes white noise. I said, "That that's all. Hey, you just just kind of tune them out. Yeah. And uh, that's, that's what I, I, I told the coach once too. I said, hey, every play is not a debate. It's not up for debate. (laughs) You got to live with some of my calls. I said, I'm really not that bad of a guy. I'll listen to you if you got something to to say. I'll listen, but uh,
0: let's not debate every call. Absolutely. Best purchase under 100 bucks that has had a great impact on your life. Well,
1: uh, up here in Minnesota, it's, it's one of these neck gaiters I got to wear mm. in, the, in the cold weather. And uh, when I was coaching baseball, I saw a bunch of them on sale, and I, I bought them for our coaches as well. And to this day, they tell me that's the greatest gift they've ever received. And uh, so I, I would say that's uh, uh, that neck gaiter here in Minnesota when that weather gets cold, Mm. Uh, I've taught, I've taught a lot of football officials. I've kind of taken them under my wing and I tell them this is the first thing you want to get for for <laughs> uh, those uh, late October games, November games. Speaking of the
0: neck gator winters in Minnesota are fill in the blank. Well, I think they're great.
1: I, I, I embrace the cold. I, I, I think, like I said, I don't like the 50 below windshield days when, uh, uh, you know, you go out and you can, it takes your breath away almost, but uh uh, for the most part, they're they're great. I love a change of seasons. I, uh, uh, you know, and, and and it is what it is. It's uh, you, you got to accept it. Uh, you got to do things that, uh, um, you know, otherwise it, it it would it would drive you crazy. But uh,
0: sure. um, uh, here's the here's the money question. And your daughter Jill uh, saved you. We got Andrew, Luke, Nathan, Lucy, Jonah, Maddie, Annie, Lucas, Harrison, Mac, Siles? Cilia, Cilia. Cilia. And JoJo. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, so thanks, Joe. She... I appreciate Jill.
1: that. She's, Way to go. She's <laughs> my favorite daughter. No question <laughs> about it. So thank you, Joe.
0: Um, when are you going to retire, Mike
1: Carr? Uh, when I stop enjoying the job. When I wish I was somewhere else and, instead of being here, uh, then I know I'll be done. And uh, I'm enjoying it. I love it. We have a great staff to work with. Uh you know, our, our secretaries are so good, our custodians, our kids. I, I love it. I, 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 you know, this is uh, uh, I, I think we got a great, great thing going here, and uh, I, I just appreciate coming to work every day. And uh, so when I'm, I'm wishing I was somewhere else, then I'll be ready to retire, which may be in a year or two. I don't know. I don't
0: know. That's, we'll a great way, uh, that's a great way to put it. Um, I think that's great, and you can tell. I feel like I would want to work with you and, and certainly work a game with you as well, but we'll definitely have that beer. Mike, how about a quote to end this? You have a, you have a favorite quote or two that uh, that you want to share? Well, we, uh, we were
1: asked to put our favorite quote on the wall outside our, our office and the teachers put it up on their doors and things like that. So uh, mine is uh, things turn out best for the people that make the best of the way things turn out. I, I love that quote because it's uh uh, you know, it's not just saying ah oh, whatever it is is. It's you have to do something about it. You're, you're given a situation. You have to uh, you have to make a decision. Or as as your book says, let's make it happen. So love it. you do that. And then uh, I just saw one this morning on uh, um, on LinkedIn that I thought was great too. It says uh, leaders with influence they give when they don't have to. They care for others. They grow continuously, they live authentically, they empower others, they manage hardship, and they serve with humility. Mm. That, to me, it almost nails every box you need to as a, as any kind of leader. Uh, if you want to be uh, respected and have influence on your staff, if you can serve with those things, I, I think you're going to be a pretty strong,
0: uh, strong leader. That was well said, Mike. What a great ending to a program. Uh, it was an honor to have you on, Mike. Uh, if people want to get in touch with you, Mike, what was the best way uh, for them to do that? Uh,
1: probably my, uh, they can tweet me uh, at, uh, at uh, MCAR3002 uh, is my Twitter. and uh, um, Or uh, email me at uh, MCAR94 at charter.net.
0: This was Mike Carr, everyone. I'm going to cue this music up. Uh, Mike, it was a pleasure to have you on. Uh, reach out to Mike, a ton of great stories. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, Minnesota, uh, uh, fantastic. Again, I want to shout out our sponsor here. Give he Hansi's cookie a uh, uh, look, uh, great stuff. Gonna have to get Mike some of those cookies. Mike, thank you so much. Thanks, Andrew. On the line, Mike.